0: You know what drives you, what inspires you. You know why you're here today, thinking about your education and your career. But do you know how to get where you're going? Indiana Wesleyan University is a place where your dreams and goals are known, where you're pushed to excel, and you're supported beyond graduation day. Explore our tuition guarantee, our faith-integrated coursework, and more than 100 online degree programs. See how it's possible at IWUisHow.com.
1: On this episode of DC On Screen, we are talking about the supposed casting of Batman and a number of trailers. It's a truncated episode, but we hope you like it. It's coming
0: up right after this.
1: different from
0: the next. Uh, Others, drastically so. Uh, this is DC
2: On Screen. Every week, Dave and Jason talk about the multiverse of DC properties on film and television. But be warned, if it's been officially released, you can expect they'll spoil it.
1: Welcome into DC On Screen. I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello again. All right. So um, we we have like finales and stuff going on. And, yeah. And... Um, not a ton of time to record so there's going to be some news that we're going to skip this time and we're going to going to talk about it later but we did have a number of uh, trailers pop up as well as this huge supposed news so I guess we'll get to the, the big news here um, the big story whether it's yeah news or not but story the big the big story right now oh. is that hmm?
2: by the way we will have more time coming up soon
1: we will, we will. we'll be able to get
2: back to a regular format
1: absolutely so, Variety <laughs> and by the way, I consider this story to be the death of of trust with these big named uh news sources. What, because that that'll flesh mm, itself out. You'll you'll see. It, yeah. Variety says that Robert Pattinson, yes, that Robert Pattinson yes, that of Twilight mm-hmm. it has been cast as Matt Reeves' Batman. Now, according to sources, yeah, uh, according to sources. And the internet has melted. Just imploded on itself. It has melted. Like I'm surprised uh, we're able to
2: do this communication right now because I I, well, you know. I thought several of the, the, the basic working devices that were made up of the internet had, had just been destroyed as a result of this.
1: Well, so far uh, every time the internet goes into meltdown mode I find that there are these little pockets where rationale can just sort of hang out. And I think I think we're existing within that. Yeah, well, we try to. We try to. Yeah. Now that doesn't necessarily that doesn't sustain isn't necessarily sustainable for the entire episode.
2: No, nor can we always achieve it, but we do try.
1: We do try. So Variety says it's Robert Pattinson. Internet's very upset about it, or, or many many a Batman fanboy who, for whatever reason, doesn't quite understand what an actor is. Mm-hmm. Or have it, they. It, it
2: was a. Pretty fifty fifty take for me though. Like looking through the the reactions, I I thought I saw about fifty fifty. Mm-hmm. Hell yes versus fuck this.
1: Right. Um, <laughs> I've I've personally seen many an emoji with vomit coming out of its mouth. Something uh, like that. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, before we get to all that, let's just say the deadline is saying subsequently <laughs> saying no. Nicholas Holt. Beast and X-Men, you know, the first class series of movies is still in the running with Robert Pattinson, that WB is still looking at both of those and not to be outdone. The Hollywood Mm. Reporter says that Army Hammer and Aaron Taylor Johnson are also still on the short list with Robert Pattinson and Nicholas Holt. I meant to look up who Aaron Taylor Johnson was. Aaron Taylor Johnson was kick-ass. Aaron Taylor Johnson. Aaron Taylor Johnson was Quicksilver. Quicksilver. And Aaron Taylor Johnson was, um, well, Elizabeth Olsen's husband in Godzilla. Sure. Never, never quite got around to those. I'm thinking about watching those at some point soon, though. King of Monsters got you. Got you curious a little bit. Yeah. But Uh, well, there's that's only like the second one. I know. I know. So, but yeah, God, the first Godzilla, I thought was, I went to sleep in the theater. that's what happened.
2: I know the the second one's got enough going on that I've I've thought about going back to watch the first one,
1: but as have I. To be fair, the um, as have I.
2: <laughs> back to our regularly scheduled programming. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with any of these nominees.
1: I, I I do have a problem with Nicholas Holt. I just don't like him. You just do not like him. I don't like him. I don't like him as Beast. I didn't like him in his uh, in uh, about a boy. I don't. Uh, it's it's one of your chick list situations.
2: Okay, there's just something chemi- not- something in your bones that just doesn't like that guy. Yeah,
1: he just, I just, for something, I don't know, I don't know why. I don't have a good reason. Well, uh, if I I can pitch you one good reason,
2: it's uh, especially in the Beast role, uh, Matt Reeves wants to do a detective version, and Mm -hmm. clearly this guy can play uh, dude doing research pretty well. (laughs)
1: Yeah. That's a good point. So I'd give it that. I I
2: don't have any stronger versions to anybody here. Um, Pattinson, in, in particular, got a lot of, a lot of coverage from a lot of people, and um, as you pointed out, the biggest aversion is he's from Twilight. And I get it. And because I too uh, think that vampires should not sparkle in the sun. Right. That's, that goes against every. I mean, I, I was, I was, I grew up reading Ann Rice novels. This does not make sense to me. Right. But he signed on to do that role when he was like a fucking teenager, man.
1: And you know, yeah, exactly. And the last time he played the role was what 7 years ago yeah if and if i, I was, was held actively, accountable for
2: everything i decided to start doing when i was a teenager jesus just and jesus and he was
1: actively displeased he was actively displeased with it back then cuz he was tired of it right um i it feels like there is there is more to this horrific reaction I mean, and it it, it it feels like it goes into a weird place where it's like and, and I have seen people say this, but I think, honestly, a lot of male DC fans think that if Batman is the guy from Twilight, that somehow makes them gay. That's so weird. Like, do you, do you get that sense? Like, or th- No. I that, I that it's just like, I can't like that. The girls like that. Ugh.
2: I haven't gotten the toxic masculinity <laughs> version of that, no. Oh, well, that's good. I mean, I haven't seen that. I'm sure it's out there because that sounds I like something that's and, uh, I slipped up and enough. got
1: online too much this week. Oh, okay. Did, <laughs> did, you,
2: did you glance at Reddit?
1: <laughs> no, it was all Twitter, Betty. Oh, it was all Twitter. Okay. Like, I'm sure that's which out is, there
2: because that sounds stupid enough to, to exist.
1: Which is funny, you know, that, that big, uh, I can't remember what it's called, the, the big internet report where they, like, the big marketing report that came out and, like, showed what everyone was using, what marketers were using the most. Uh as far as social media platforms, mm-hmm. that came out this last week, and um, Twitter is just so far down on that poll. Like no one wants to go on Twitter and market any damn thing.
2: I don't blame him. <laughs> I, I Which, yeah, don't blame. Him. That is a yeah. Oh, it is it is hard to have a stance on anything in Twitter. Mm-hmm. But Pattinson himself, I mean, just to go through him, Pattinson himself. Fine. the The best reaction I saw from somebody. Uh, somebody said, uh, uh, "You know, I've looked at a few clips, and uh, he can brood, and he's got a good chin. So, sure, why not?" And I thought that's that's it. That's that embodies my entire feelings on the matter.
1: And you know, if you're gonna whine that he's not ripped,
2: he's gonna get ripped. Hey, they'll, they'll swell him up pretty well for the role. So don't worry about that they'll,
1: part. Yeah, they'll throw him into some kind of terrible training regime. You know, I
2: mean, look it if you have any concerns about that just look at Zachary Levi. I mean he's always mm. been, you know, svelte. In good shape. Look like it like it like a doctor would look at him and go, "You're good to go, buddy. On your way. Take a few yep. laps and you'll be fine." And they'll
1: uh, then they'll have a whole a, a whole regiment in the regime. They, they'll have they will. trainers.
2: They're going to round Reynolds that motherfucker is what they're going to do.
1: <laughs> trainers whipping him
2: yeah. from all sides. Yeah. <laughs> Force feeding and protein shakes. It'll be it'll, it'll be fine. Don't worry about that part. As as his chops, it looks like he's got them. I I, like, I think he's got some range. I'm not particularly worried about that. I mean, um, there's nothing that worrisome here.
0: No, I don't get it. If
2: you're super tied into a specific, uh, I don't know, actor or something like that, I guess you're pissed. But if you're you're really just looking at it from a we're going to do this movie that isn't even in the like present day continuity of the DC Universe anyway, you really don't have anything to worry about. Like, they weren't going to do young. Affleck we, we've we known that for a year
1: well we don't know that they haven't said that well, I mean, they haven't it's said true. They're not,
2: but we, they're, they're not it's it's true that they haven't said that he may not all right let me, let me rephrase that he may appear but we've known it wasn't going to focus on like present day Batfleck for a long time
1: yeah it's not going to be present day Batfleck but we don't have any indication that it's not going to be a prequel to Ben's Batman we just don't know And they might not even address it, period, and just move on so that Matt Reeves will have complete creative control, which is, I am feeling more what I would do if it was me. Yeah. I wouldn't want Leto's Joker to inform, in any way inform... Matt Reeves, like, if I was Matt Reeves, I wouldn't want Leto's performance to have to, like, I wouldn't want to have to, like, make my Joker somehow fit into Jared Leto's Joker.
2: You don't have to, you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: I mean it's the Joker, so you can do a lot with that. And no, I mean, and gotta be it, good with it. But
2: continuity-wise, what strangely one of the major problems I would have with it is like Affleck. If you said I'm gonna make him 20 years younger, I would say go fuck yourself. I'm sorry, that guy, he's aged well, but he has aged. Mm-hmm. He he looks a certain age, and you're gonna spend a ton of money in on uh, effects, just making him look that that young. Uh, Leto looks like he could be twenty three, dude. He does. He just looks young. So like you could literally use him in the story and it would work. But you could. at the Same time, it's it's the Joker. You can do an entirely different version of him that kind of resembles him, and you can still sell me the idea that that turns into that Joker, and it's all it, it would all work. There's no problem with that.
1: Yep, you could. Um. So yeah, I I think I I was a little set on arm I had my heart set on army hammer but and I I, know I am disappointed if that's not the case but I will also say that uh I I haven't seen Twilight. I don't know what to tell you about Twilight. I haven't seen it. No, it, it didn't interest me.
2: I'm not even going to go back all. and watch it if he is cast. I'm it's still no. just not something I have an interest in. Sorry.
1: Um but I am going to watch Good Time. Yeah, that looked good. That looks fantastic. And I mean, I've watched a few clips of him doing different kinds of roles. I saw at least four completely different types of characters with different accents, mm-hmm. and he killed it every time. Yeah, he's got range. I will say this, still kind of set on Army Hammer, but I think Robert Pattinson may be a better actor. I don't
2: know. I know they're both From good enough, so I don't care.
1: Oh, they're both definitely good enough. And I'm, I'm uh, still fine with the other two. Uh, sure. Yeah. You can't just—I—I I don't know—I. I, this fandom, man. Oh, oh! Here's a here's a any fandom really, but one one quick thing gosh. to point
2: out. There are a couple of things for me, real quick. Um, if you had asked me, short of something with WB's litterhead on it, who would you trust about uh, about this issue? I would have told you Variety, Hollywood Reporter, or Deadline. I would have literally mm-hmm. named those three people. And mommy and daddy are yep. fighting right now, so we don't know what's going on. That's right. It's kind of strange. Like I don't I, I don't actually remember any time where all three of these people were were all three of these sources were so uh, disparate. I I re, I'm I'm struggling and I, I just can't think of a time where they were all all saying something so different. Yeah. So the only thing you can possibly take from it is that nothing's real yet and just hold your horses. Hang in there. If you're worried about one guy getting cast, the other guy might still get cast. We don't know yet. What I am sure of is that um there's a thing people suggest sometimes where they say, "Oh, I think they just put it out there to see how the internet would react." No, they didn't. No, they didn't. That's not a thing they do. Yeah. No, I'd bet my life on it. Like these, the, these companies are way too conceited to to try that kind of stuff. They they have focus groups and NDAs for that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. They have analytics and and algorithms and and people they trust to run all of those numbers for them and tell them certain things. What they don't I do don't know. is put their business on the internet and have. Fanboys react to it. I don't think they do Mm. that.
1: I'm not sure I agree with you.
2: I, we've talked about it before, and the more and more I've thought about it it, as it pertains to the story, that's where I settled with it. Was I would, I would bet, I'd bet a paycheck on it. Mm. I don't think that's a real thing. I think it is. I think it's a thing we made up.
1: I don't think, I didn't make it up.
2: No, no. I think it's a thing that we, the consumers, made up because it makes sense to us, because that's, it's, I get the instinct, but I don't think it's a real thing.
1: Okay. I think it's a real thing, but I all, because I think, no amount of focus group is going to get the real fan reactions. Um, oh, that's the thing. They think it does. No, and it don't. also
2: fits with... They do. Uh, because not only is it supposed to be a sample, like the, the entirety of the field of psychology, well, not the entirety, but a large portion of how you go about performing psychological research is a sample Like, you, you take a sample size. And if you take mm-hmm. a good sample, you can, you can actually know... A lot about your population they, like they know that, and it's the most it's the most cost effective way to do it. So, I, I don't think they are using the internet to do this.
1: I absolutely think they are. It would be. I know they are really bad data. But it's not. They have algorithms. They have uh, you know they have people who research this stuff. They they're looking at what the bloggers are saying. They're getting percentages. Like there are things that I, I there are things they take into account as an internet marketer you have to like know about certain things. There, there's, certain they
2: programs, don't ignore the certain internet. Tricks. There's plenty of stuff they take into account, but I don't think they put out possible casting news and just poll the internet and see which one does better and, and cast that guy.
1: I don't think they just let that be the end all be all um, decision maker, but I do think they, they make a factor. Absolutely. A factor. Absolutely but not. Do. I, I don't
2: think they put it out as, um, hey, we're thinking about doing this and just see how it goes.
1: But well they, that, there's like, a that's reason the, they...
2: that's the point i'm making though is that there there are people that have suggested oh they just threw it out there to see how it'd go. No, i don't i i really don't think they do that. I don't think they have like a decision and they're really sure about it but they just want to make sure with the internet real quick and see how it just just I check it with, with the it internet that way.
1: I wouldn't put it that way at all, but i do think it's a factor and i do think they leak this stuff to these places.
2: Oh, the leaks in particular is something interesting because the uh that part's hard to tell. Um I know they they factor in what they hear from the internet. That's that it would be ridiculous to assume otherwise. But that they use it as a sort of battlefield to test their choices.
1: No, nah. I. I mean, I think they might do it to to influence contract negotiations. They might you know that's a possibility I mean, if i was a that major one studio
2: yeah that one they might definitely factor in um
1: if i was a major studio and i definitely think i was about uh, to make a huge some of those decision, actors
2: use it to influence their contract negotiations for sure
1: yeah yeah but if i was a major studio and i was about to say like okay somebody needs to be batman here's the three that we like and we throw out a name like let's see if if people are over him being in twilight
2: no that specifically is the the thing that i don't think they do
1: I mean, there are very adamant stories from people who are like, no, this is a thing. Like, they didn't think that Leonard Nimoy could uh, do Three Minute A Baby because he had only done, he'd only directed a sci fi movie. You know what I mean? Like, fans won't, people won't accept a comedy from you because you did this. Um, And that was before internet. Like, that is a very real thing. But in that that case, you're just
2: kind of polling. You're essentially at that point doing
1: a focus group. I mean, it's all a focus group. <laughs> Everything is like, I mean, they factor in like how reliable certain elements of it are. But yeah, they're they're totally making decisions based, not fully, but they are making decisions based on, on that. And they're seeing this. I'm not saying that they're going to completely um, say like, oh, well, the fans, quote unquote, whatever the fans mean. Because I think Warner Brothers is smart enough to understand there is no true fan. Well, I think Uh,
2: they've started to understand that in the last several years.
1: You will have fans of Batman anime series. You will have fans of Michael Keaton's Batman or fans of Ben Affleck's Batman. And they all take sides and they all want to get angry and and threaten that they won't see it. Well, that's fine. Don't see it. Be a big baby. I'm not going to see it because I don't like the guy. He was in a movie I didn't like. Okay, well... Go kick rocks, you shit. Yeah, they're also probably (laughs) going to see it. Yeah, Yeah, they will. They totally will.
2: What I'm saying doesn't happen is the Battlefield scenario, where they throw out, like in this scenario, they've thrown out four names, divided Mm -hmm. across three trusted uh, sources, uh, Uh trusted publications. I I don't, I mean, what I've seen people suggest is, oh, they're just seeing who does better. No, they're not. I don't know why these three sources are reporting really completely different information but it's not because it's some testing field and they and they're not it's they're not just going to crunch the numbers later and say well Pattinson won by you know 33% versus the other
1: four or something mhm it's
2: a factor but it's not a deciding factor
1: right i don't think it's a deciding factor and you know i i don't actually, think it's a completely deciding factor i think it, they take it into account
2: yeah they take it into account in a lot of decisions but they but not like you know what what actually one thing that hits me over and over again, though, when, I, when I've when i seen that viewpoint, like, oh, they're just seeing how the fans think. I honestly think, given some of the decisions that I've seen WB make in the last few years, I honestly think they're too damn conceited. Well, sure. Like, I just think they're too fucking arrogant to actually trust us with our opinions on some of the stuff. Even if we do all have a specific opinion about a thing. Yeah. Which is hard to find. It's hard to find, like, a a concerted notion among the DC fans about some of the stuff that's on screen. Mm -hmm. But even if it was there, it's just a personality type that holds that position of executive. And then having watched those decisions over a few years, I think they're just too damn arrogant to actually listen. Hamada is like this weird. uh... Hamada has given me hope. I think he's trying to turn the tide into a little bit of like, no, we need to trust our people and it'll work out and don't worry about it don't worry so much about what the fans are saying because a mixed review means that you still have a lot of people that are, are liking what you're doing. So just keep trying to do what you do. Yeah. I think that's the new method they're trying, which is really what they should have been doing from the beginning.
1: Look. So, uh, the Hollywood reporter though is saying that Robert Pattinson does have the edge and that he's going in or he's, the studio is putting him through a rigorous vetting process that includes like screen tests, costume tests, readings and meetings but he hasn't signed the contract yet. So, you know, just keep all that in mind when you're screaming that you're not going to see the thing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which is silly. You know, and what's weird is like so many people say that Christian Bale was the best Batman. I don't agree, but I think Robert Pattinson reminds me of Christian Bale in terms of his acting style. Maybe. Or his acting ability anyway.
2: You know, though, I I hadn't thought about this, but I was saying it was kind of weird for this many, uh, for these sources to be saying something so different. But like we just said, that actors do use this as like a way to get their name out there and and use it as a negotiating effort. Mm-hmm. And in and the way I saw it go down, Variety came out first, and then THR and Deadline came out. Right, like chronologically, it may it may just be that like Variety said, "Oh, it's going to be Pattinson," and then the the other sources from THR and Deadline could very well be. You know the the managing and agents from the other actors, making sure they got their name out there again.
1: That's a good point. Hadn't thought of that.
2: Just to, in this case, pull the audience, see if there's anything like it's it's almost like a like the like the gladiator kind of thing. <laughs> like whichever warrior is doing better, you know, maybe you don't send in the lions if he won that time, or if, if he's a if he's a heel, you you do. It's very like, uh, it's very professional wrestling style.
1: Yeah. But you know, if you're if you're one of these cats who are out there going, <laughs> Edward from Twilight is going to be Batman. They know a whole lot. Well, well, that sounds a whole lot like what I heard in the in the '80s when it was <laughs> Mr. Mom is going to be Batman.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, no, you can find it anywhere, anywhere I mean, for anything. Come on, guys. There's always a take that's that take.
1: Heath Ledger, Ben Affleck. Anything. How about them apples? I mean, you guys, come on. Bale. These people are actors. Ben. Yeah, that's the thing that I never heard about Bale was like, oh, the little kid from Newsies is going to be Batman. That was going to be like oh, American Psycho. they I happy. for sure had
2: that conversation. Really? Yeah. Wow. In a deli in Tuscaloosa. <laughs>
1: that's a specific memory for you. <laughs> you don't have many of those. That's
2: when it happened. <laughs> I don't know what
1: to tell you. All right. Let's stop talking about this. I mean, we, we don't have an official word. So, you know, this is all conjecting and... and me telling everybody to stop being little bitches about it
2: hmm, that's that's roughly the take on it just wait what was that phrase we keep using give him a second there you go
1: so i'll also utter just give him a minute mm-hmm.
2: or but um i i usually say give him a damn minute mm-hmm. or give him a damn second whichever one is all
1: right that's actually a so pretty great segue into trailers absolutely they have released a swamp thing trailer um <laughs> thoughts on this new Swamp Thing trailer? What was another. Alec trailer? Yeah, it
2: was like the Alec Holland yeah. specific trailer. Um mm-hmm. The only thing it added was I get to see a little bit more of him and kind of they, they added the mechanism by which the Swamp Thing is going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Which is we're, we're going to do kind of a zombie-esque thing. Yeah. With, with the virus. But it still just looks like a uh, like kind of maybe the first true DC horror property.
1: A little bit. I, I even will body say, horror I, in there. I didn't do my due diligence because I didn't look up the guy. I couldn't <clears throat> I can't remember who's playing Alec Holland. Um I can't remember his thoro- name. Alec. thoroughly unimpressed though. Like his performance as Alec in this trailer made me go, Oh, that's bad. I don't like him so far. Yeah, I had
2: nothing like that going on.
1: Well, I'm glad for you, man. <laughs> didn't even I didn't even have an
2: asterisk in my in my mind on that one. Nothing.
1: Because I was like, who is directing this dude? Like, I felt like he wasn't in, like, there was no inflection in his voice. Everything was just like this. We need to run now. Like, eh, I didn't like him. I just didn't like him.
2: I didn't get that at all. I really didn't. Uh, I know. He feels to me like the guy in a horror film that's always just, uh, there's always a guy, not always, but in a lot of horror films, there's a, there's a guy that um, is just, Actively processing things in a way where the audience mm-hmm. is like, listen to that guy.
1: Right.
2: <laughs> and he just yeah. felt like that guy to me. Like, he's the guy that's actually seeing everything go down and is as worried as he damn well should be.
1: So you're saying he doesn't seem any more, any richer or more well developed than your standard archetype? No. I agree with you, Jason. Um. <laughs> but if your standard
2: archetype <laughs> plays the role just fine, fucking go for it. Yeah, I don't think he. His plays the job just fine. in this series is to be a scientist, and then not be there anymore. There's literally yeah. another guy doing the voice for Swamp Thing.
1: I uh, look forward to that. <laughs> I don't, so far, I
2: don't know why you have such an aversion to him. I, he I don't did an know okay why either. Job I just doing a scientist.
1: He just, you know. Well, I mean, I'll see. I'm keeping. I'm trying to keep an open mind. I'll, I'll of course watch the entire uh, series. Oh yeah, but um. It it would be so an far, exception at this
2: point if we didn't uh, really pretty much love Swamp Thing because the the previous two properties in DC Universe have blown us away.
1: Well, I mean, everyone's got to have an iron fist, man. <sighs>
2: I know, I know.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, all the other stuff looked pretty cool, so I'm I'm down. Crystal Reed, I uh, I like her anyway, so uh, I always think she does a pretty good job.
2: Nah, seeing no, I just i I've, I've worried about this for some time and. It does worry me a little bit. Maybe this is the one where you're like, oh, okay, all right, the the system is a little bit flawed, but it's okay.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, you're gonna have some stinkers every once in a while. Just
2: the the math says it has to happen.
1: The math says it has to happen. Yeah, I mean, some people will always already be like, oh, the finale of Titans made that the stinker. <laughs> no, it's not a real finale. No, no, didn't ruin the whole show. <laughs> I, not, I mean, it didn't ruin the whole show, and and it wasn't. I enjoyed it. I liked it. I did too. I look forward to the next episode. <laughs> all right. Now, uh, speaking of uh, fan reactions being a little uh, toxic, the Batwoman trailer dropped from CW.
2: It was all over the place, man. <laughs> that was a lover <laughs> hand situation. Reaction? Yeah. I, I mean, it, I didn't see a lot of... I mean, my reaction was very much, yeah, okay, all right, well, I, I, let's see what happens. I mean, very mm. middle ground. Like, I, I, I didn't get extremely pumped about it. I didn't specifically hate anything in it. It's a trailer uh-huh.
1: i um if any like I, I enjoy the flash but you and i both really didn't did not like that pilot episode um mm-hmm. uh, so you know i try to consider all in, in a way doing this show has really jaded me towards making you know having hot takes and and, and making uh judgments about things from trailers or even pilot episodes or even first seasons um yeah <laughs> Or even the first three seasons,
2: Legends. I've been burned both ways. I've had stuff that my first reaction was um, terrible and I ended up loving it. And I've gone the other way too. Mm -hmm. And specifically with Flash and Arrow, I didn't realize that Mark Nutter, the so-called pilot whisperer, (laughs) (laughs) was the guy who directed those two episodes. And the Uh Smallville premiere. I, Mm -hmm. I didn't like any of those episodes.
0: Like if well, you ask you me
2: to list the worst Flash and Arrow episode right now, I would probably say. Let me look at some other ones, but the pilot's in the running. I didn't like them.
1: I, I will. I will kindly point out Geomancer once again.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's
1: probably going to top the list. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I could, if I did a little thinking, I could find a handful of Arrow episodes that were worse than that pilot.
2: Probably. <laughs> it and and it. It did serve its purpose and it and it 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 got the series picked up. There was it like I'm not I'm confused because I know Mark Nutter is good at his job, but I also know that mm-hmm. given the entirety of those uh series, that you know, at this point I've seen all of the flash, all of the arrow, and all of the smallville that is, Mm-hmm. And I did not like any of the pilots. hmm So it's weird for me.
1: But I don't remember hating the smallville pilot by any stretch. I wasn't bought in. It,
2: it it took me a few episodes to really Get in there. I don't remember what I didn't like about it. I really don't. Um, with Arrow and Small and, and Flash, I could tell you what I didn't like about it, but it. I don't remember with the rest of them what it was. Hmm. Or with just Smallville, I guess what it was. But anyway, that's an. He's an industry standard. He is considered top notch. Like if if he gets your pilot, if you're a writer and he's the guy directing your pilot, you fucking throw a party that night because mm-hmm. you know. Oh my God! My chances of getting picked up just went through the roof. I don't get it, mm-hmm. but again, a, to your point, the reactionary impulse in me has just gotten uh, just beaten down over the years by like a large stick. It's a whimpering mess on the floor. It's just it it barely speaks to me anymore. Yeah. So watching well, what is it
1: saying here? <laughs> <laughs> what?
2: So watching Batwoman, I kind of thought, okay, yeah. I I mean, yeah. But parts of this look good. I don't know. Uh, bits of it maybe I'm not sure about, but all right. The one thing I specifically didn't get was I had there when I looked at the reaction on on YouTube or when I looked at the comments, and God help me, I just I did anyway because I wanted to know Mm -hmm. it was, I mean, like viscerally against her act, like Ruby Rose's acting. And then I actually watched the trailer and thought, "I, I just don't get it. I don't know what she did that was so damn bad in there. She just said the lines as. It was normal acting. That that wasn't particularly wooden. It wasn't particularly like off-putting. It's just it was just her acting. Um. Mm.
1: Well, while I am not outraged by anything I saw, in fact, I, everything I saw was completely expected because it is a CW show, and it is a uh, female-led CW show. So they feel like they have to do certain things. I, I, I expected everything out of this trailer that I saw. That said, I hated it. Absolutely hated it.
2: I had nothing like that for it.
1: Um, they they do the thing where they've got like the music, the the '90s music straight out of the freaking bronze from Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
2: That's not
1: they've 90s got, music. Oh my god! It's yeah, <laughs> I don't. I felt like I was watching a. I felt like I was watching an advertisement for La Femme Nikita from the USA Network. Like, no. The the, the problem is like that melody. And the
2: way they do the uh-huh. uh, the vocals on music like that hasn't changed in a certain amount of time, because it was a good way to do vocals. What's behind Ooh. it has changed.
1: What reminds what it reminds me of truly is the worst the part way, of like Joss Whedon's Dollhouse. I caught
2: every episode that I could. I'm so sorry. Um,
1: am gonna apologize I, for it. it. I enjoyed that show. That's fine. That's fine. But if you can be elitist about me liking '80s music, I can be elitist about you liking Lefem Yeah. <laughs>
2: I can um, choose to be elitist about you not understanding vocals over the course of the last twenty five
1: years. No, I, I mean, I get it. It just, I just don't like it. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't like it. it. But yeah, it, the, the music reminded me of the worst part of Dollhouse, which was the openings, the opening music.
2: See, this is where we differ, though. I, I, I have a lot of love for electronic music, music used well. So I didn't mind the Dollhouse thing. Mm-hmm. Like Portishead, in particular. I think I could sit down and show you some Portishead, like the trip-hop uh-huh. era stuff, you would fucking hate it, I think.
1: Yeah, probably. But
2: I, like the Portishead Roseland album, for instance, the Ro- Roseland, New York City live show recording, I have probably listened to that album 150 times. hmm And could sit down and do it right now happily and know every note, every every nuance mm-hmm. in the background. I I, right. I just think I, I, I get it differently. But at the same time, like, I, I, there's just a little bit of like the electronic side of the indie movement that I I, I think I like and you don't. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I, as far as the music goes, I think that's the difference. Uh, like the difference between me and you,
1: right? And I, I would have been able to get past the music if it wasn't for everything else. Like I didn't care for the guy playing Lucius. I felt like he they were, he was just doing his best Echo Kellum as Mister Terrific impersonation. Um, and I, I mean, I it's didn't, a like,
2: reflective right character, but. You know, it's yeah. just a stereotypical character it's not like an impersonation
1: I know. I know it's just a really bad archetype that they just keep it's trying it's not to even force a bad archetype. archetype
2: it's just an archetype you just use that guy to do that role like these it's just it's characters really cliche i'm tired of saying it i know but like it's, it's like everything else yeah i get that i totally get that but it's like a, all that everything else in storytelling nothing you've seen in storytelling has been done Like, nothing's been new for about a thousand years.
1: And specifically, the Berlanti universe is going to keep doing the same thing over and over again. Like, they have their little favorite tropes, and they, like, run them into the ground. Some of them,
2: yeah. And I I really hope they find some new ground on this one, because I don't want to just do Arrow again. Which I'm, that's my big worry with this, is I don't want to just do Arrow with Batwoman.
1: It's going to be some kind of combination of, of Arrow and Supergirl. Because they've already got the, you know, bludgeoning us over the head with social issues, making comments like, it'll be perfect, beat, 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 when it fits a woman. See, that line in particular uh, pissed people off. It was a dumb line. I don't have a problem with her being a woman or her being a badass, but it's a stupid line. And she did not deliver it. Like, she reminds me of Barbara from Gotham, like, just trying to play Batwoman. Like, she's not a good actress like i've never she's like give her a minute that's fine but i haven't really seen her be specifically good like i've seen her be you know there yeah and not terrible Yeah, no. completely just, not disagree on this one it. like i've seen that's her in
2: as the new black i know that girl can act oh, and what okay. i saw in this was just seconds of her actually acting i mean for the most part she like she only had a, like a few moments of actually acting in the entire three-minute trailer. She was probably there for 20 seconds. I mean, it, you, oh, we only saw uh. a few moments of her actually doing anything. And for the most part, what she did, she did just fine. And that line in particular, I've seen a lot of people get pissed off at. And I get why people think, oh, you're just doing the virtue signaling thing. And it may mm-hmm. be the case. Supergirl does that all the time and it annoys me. Because when mm-hmm. Supergirl does it really well, they make a great case for whatever they're talking about. And I'm liberal as fuck, so I'm usually on board with it. <laughs> But (laughs) every now and then they hit you over the head with something like, dude, you you don't have to actually explain to me what you just did. Just do the Mm -hmm. thing and I'll be proud of you. You don't have to stop and tell me you did the thing. Yeah, they do that a lot. But what people are worried about is on this one, because of the trailer and the context or the lack of context, they think that we're stopping to say blah, blah, blah. Two things. One, we don't know the context of that scene. I don't know the line that came before it. It may actually make sense. It's a trailer. But that's mm-hmm. the other thing, is part two, it's a trailer. They put Absolutely. that at the end, and of course they want to make sure that a bunch of girls who traditionally, and it's it's getting more and more, less and less so, I should say, mm-hmm. because of uh, Marvel and DC's efforts, it's getting to the point where more and more girls are happy to watch this stuff. Right. And it's, it's not so much like a, oh my God, that's a boy thing. It's uh, some of the, what do you want to call it? The uh, dogma around... Comic book stuff, we, we've been able to remove it over the last 10 years, like, layer by layer. It's 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 okay if girls like shit like this now.
1: Absolutely. And I, I stand by that, and I'm, I'm fine with that. But it's also
2: okay uh. to me, in a trailer of three minutes, if you spend two and a half seconds literally calling out to the girls, hey, this is going to be for you. Like, it's fine mm-hmm. to, to say that there's a Batwoman show, and then to show a, a, a character who is pretty much gender neutral just kicking ass for the entirety of three minutes. And then to actually do a little bit of a little bit of signaling to some women in that, okay, fine, two and a half seconds, deal with it, it's fine.
1: Yeah, you remember? I think what I said about the 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 uh, else worlds was that like I didn't really get a sense of who Kate Kane was supposed to be because she was too busy uh, being snarky to everybody, and I felt like that was was just the same thing in this trailer. Like I just didn't like I, I we got a little glimpse of her origin. Looks like she was the way the or the way the trailer portrayed it. I don't know what uh, made it look like she was outed for being a lesbian in front of her whole squadron or whatever. Um, Which is still it was something they spent
2: about three to four seconds on total. Mm-hmm.
1: But they didn't give me enough because they were so busy trying to make her have her say like things about men and women and how women are awesome. They like,
0: really I did, it,
2: but there's like six seconds. Of of her doing any kind of signaling about feminism in general. There's really nothing in it.
1: Versus the two seconds of actual character work. Like, of showing where she's coming from. Why does she want to be Batwoman?
2: No, there's another, to me, there's another 30 seconds of her doing that. Like, the entirety of her in the trailer, she does nothing but... All right, she she apparently has a background with her dad where she Mm -hmm. wants to help, but he says it's not a good idea. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so that that's, we know that trope, check, got it, in the bag. Um,
1: <laughs> I wasn't thrilled with that either, but. <laughs> yeah,
2: because that had like a, a Quentin kind of feel to it. That was where mm-hmm. I got started to, get, started to worry about like, oh, I don't want to do Arrow again. I mean, we've done Arrow. I enjoyed a lot of Arrow, but we've done it, do something different. So that was <laughs> like, that particular relationship was a problem I had was like, oh, I think I might be bored by that part. But yeah. for the most part, they set up her background as she's got a thing with her dad. Um, her cousin does appear to be Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know in the future, because this apparently is going to be a, a little bit in the past, this whole thing. Mm-hmm. We know in the future yeah. that she is just going to be Batwoman. We've seen her be Batwoman.
1: Right. So, and they did say that this the uh, it starts out before the, the Arrow crossover from last year.
2: Yeah. I mean, it had to. Or that's just a giant plot hole. Yeah. Um, but we know that she's got a relationship with her dad that's... You know, we'll see how that goes. And he may or way, may
1: not be a bad guy. Who knows? Yeah.
2: And by the way, when we when I say we've seen this on Arrow, I also mean I've seen Huntress on Arrow. Mm-hmm. We've seen that story. I, I'm not particularly excited about that part.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. I, w- I would have loved to have seen a Huntress show.
2: Dude, she had the momentum for a while there. It was, and she was a great character. But should have, yeah, she was. They should have knocked that out. But mm. anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> they could have revived oh, birds of prey with her. What could have been? And it would have been fantastic, but they for the first part of it they show you uh, her they they, I mean that line about like I have a thing about rules and then she pulls the thing I that did not seem wooden to me at all that seemed like good word economy I have a thing about rules pull the lever go
1: mm-hmm. you know what I, I I was a little I had to like watch it again because I didn't realize she said rules I thought she said rolls. So I was like trying to like figure out like, okay, what does pulling the lever have to do about gender roles? Because I thought I thought that's where they were going. And then I was like, oh wait, 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 I missed something. And I went back I was like, oh, she said rules. I just heard it really weird or she said it really weird. Yeah, like I'm, I could am glad but, you went back
2: and reexamine that because like <laughs> the odds that they went through the trouble to set up the line roles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know how much they would that would be five minutes right there of the entire first episode just setting up that line uh-huh uh, but it for some version of lucius to just say no no, no it's a rule nobody goes down there i have a thing about rules and pull it and go down okay i can get behind that all right so what we know about her is she's rebellious cool mm-hmm. um she seems to be a great fighter like the fight scenes were great like the the little bit of fighting we see in the trailer.
1: Yeah, fine. Ruby Rose is good. At, uh, she's good with that. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Um, got a little bit of a quirk to her. Like later at some point, she says like, "Oh, you're just." Somebody, I think it's her dad, tells her, "Um, you're just like Bruce Wayne." Once she say like, "Oh, hilarious, awesome, handsome." Hmm. So she, uh, it was a little bit quirky, a little bit cute. I like that. Like she's she's a bit flippant. She's rebellious. She. Feels like somebody who might just bust into Wayne Manor one day and and decide you know what city needs a Batman and the trailer goes through great effort to point out that Batman has abandoned us so we're on our own now. Mm-hmm. A lot of this worked for me. Like she That's she awesome. could definitely be that person. I don't, I don't I just don't I don't see what the big objection is and it didn't seem like it was that. Nothing seemed forced is is I guess what I'm getting at. The character itself seems to work in this universe. And yeah, if she's going through military training, which by the way, dropping in the fact that she's gone through military training uh, makes her more, <laughs> like if, if you consider a trailer for a Batman series, like an application to be Batman, mm-hmm. dropping in the fact that they've gone through military training, probably a good call. It's, yeah. it's, it's not gonna, it, it, that's gonna work on your resume, you know?
1: That's fine, yeah. I mean, I I, I did, I, I think my problem is that they didn't have more of like, of that background. I just don't like all the little like, one-liner snark things. I, I I hated the Buffy character from Buffy. I love Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but I, I didn't like her specifically because that's all her character was in a lot of ways. was just, I'm going to make a little snarky comment and be cute. <laughs> you know, I just, I don't like that character. I just don't. I never do. Um, mm. <laughs> I, I, I never like when the... Uh, I think a lot
2: of the people that aren't going to like her hero is that are going to be a lot of the people that don't like Damian Wayne. Well, see, I like Damian Wayne, though. Because he and she could come across this way as a bit conceited in the trailer. Same way Damian comes across as a bit conceited. And we don't like, well, I say a bit conceited. Damian is the epitome of conceited.
1: Well, the thing I like about By Damian, eight years though, old, he thinks he should be running right. the League of Assassins. Well, what I like about Damian is is he's pretty much, he has the skill set and the demeanor of Batman if Batman didn't have the emotional maturity to handle it. like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That's why I like Damien because he's a kid version of Batman who's just a dick because he he doesn't he 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 can't seem to like pull back from himself enough to go like, oh shit, other people have feelings. And even Batman is even still bad about that. Like he is Bruce's son.
2: Um there's a part of me every time I see Batman or Damien, I mean uh that every time I see him I I there's part of me wants to say like, dude, you need to shut the fuck up because at some point you're going to be 13 years old and your hormones are going to fuck with you beyond any torture the League of Assassins ever put you through. Mm-hmm. And I just want to see what you're like on the other side of that. And you may be cool, but we don't know yet. So you need to hold your damn horses. Hey, that's the but, speech I've always wanted to give him.
1: Right. And I just I I, I love him anyway. I love him. No, I just I I, I like I like him so much.
2: I'm really looking forward to like we're over the summer. We're going to try to do the DC animated stuff with like bad mm-hmm. blood and stuff like that. They, uh they, mm-hmm. they really do a, a, a treatment of Damien Wayne over the, of course, those animated films. I'm looking forward to you seeing them.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Cause I haven't seen them. I mean, a They're lot just, of them
2: are based just... on, you know, Bruce and Damien. There's about three of them there in particular. that are, are really Bruce and Damien
0: centric.
1: Like I, I haven't read it, but I, I've, I've read pieces of super sons and I really like them there. And I've, I've seen, I've seen a lot of Damien in the comics I really liked the uh, the run with Dick as Batman because it was Batman and Robin, but reversed. <laughs> Whereas, like, yeah. Batman is kind of a cheerful cat, you know? And Damien is, like, the little kid Robin who's basically acting like Bruce. I right. liked it. I liked it all. Um, anyway, I have high hopes for Batwoman, obviously. Uh, I want this to be a really good show. But, yeah, there was a lot here that felt too Arrow to me. Red Alice is just chewing up some scenery and while she might be really good at playing with a knife, I just I don't like her so far. And yeah, I wasn't sold seem, on her. Yeah, like the the
2: she's... two parts that really fell flat for me were the Alice bit and the repetition of that relationship with the father and all that. Like I, I feel mm-hmm. like I've seen it before. hmm And and recently and on the same channel, if I was watching it live. Mm-hmm. So that part bored me in a little bit, but the you know the rest of it, the uh, some of the parts that people took objection to, and in particular, I, I just didn't, I don't, I don't get it for me personally. Well, I, just, I don't get it.
1: You know, I think I think a lot. Of, there's a big segment of people, and I'm I'm, for whatever reason, and there are various reasons for it. Me, I just I get tired of seeing the same thing over and over again, and I don't like the the lack of subtlety on some of these shows. So you know the well the uh, lack of
2: subtlety on a show I get. The lack of mm-hmm. subtlety in a trailer, right? I don't have an opinion about that. It's a trailer. You're literally trying to get as many people interested as possible, so you're supposed to lack subtlety there.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true to some degree, but you know that that's the kind of thing. Of, if if I was a normal person, I and I wasn't just watching everything that was DC, I would go, "Oh, that looks awful," and I just wouldn't watch it. Oh, that's what I'm because. I Man, specifically, yeah. I
2: told her like, "Hey, watch this. I'm just curious. What's your take on it?" And her thing mm-hmm. was, um, why are they making her do that? Because she watches aren't are the new black all the time, or voraciously, and uh, loves her.
1: Think that does? She, she think that actors don't get a say in what they do? They <laughs>
2: don't in the first season.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. So first season, showrunner is the boss. Second season, the actors the actors taking yeah.
2: over. Yeah, in the first season, they don't. So she knows enough to have asked, mm-hmm. you know, uh, who made her do that. I was like, well, it's it's on the CW and it's gonna fit the flavor of the rest of the CW. And she kind of said, well, I guess yeah, for the CW, that makes sense. I was like, Mm -hmm. well, so people, so there were people saying that she was, you know, acting woodenly and badly. She's like, well, no, I mean, in the context of the CW, that that just makes sense. I don't don't know what to say.
1: Yeah, and that's one of those things where I've. I've said that over and over again about the CW. Like, I don't know if it's the actor or if it's just the CW. Like if it's those directors telling them you have to do this. If yes, the scripts are, are, uh, very specifically a certain way where they, they get a bit preachy and they have, it's like, I feel like they have a template for things they have to say. Um, but I mean, uh, hilariously, we have the Flash, who you know they they're literally they literally created an algorithm in the show for Barry's speeches to trust. <laughs> um, I, I I don't know, like it's, nah. this this trailer looks like shit to me. I still will watch it. I hope it's not crap, but uh, just like Ruby Rose walking into that Bat Cave and like doing her little like. A twirl with her hands up, as she looks around at all the bats in the bat cave was just so stupid and unbelievable to me. Like, I I don't know what it was about it. I don't know if it was the bad CGI. I don't know if it was like the obvious screen screen slapping me in the face or if it was just her not being able to react well to things that aren't really there. I don't know. It just there was so much. I just none not of that occurred this. to me. <laughs> it just um, looked like the average
2: awesome walk into the bat bat cave scene. Like every actor who's ever played Batman in any capacity, Batwoman or not, has had yeah. the scene where they walk into the Batcave and there are
1: bats. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's it's just this. This is all subjective. I had a certain feeling for it, and you had it. You didn't get any of that, and I'm uh, I envy you because <laughs> I, I, feel like I, a, I feel like yours did not have nearly yours the reaction
2: a, that other people did.
1: Well, I mean, I'm not mad about it. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not like over. Yeah. You oh, know, I mean, yeah. People pick. got zealous about it, but I, I just yeah. don't.
2: I don't get that either way. I'm, I'm not. I didn't walk away, you know, pumped about it. Right. But, but the hate that it got, I just, I got nothing for that. Like a lot of it was just, oh, just. I don't know where you're coming from with it.
1: I mean, I. Uh, this is a lot of, like I said, a lot of it is subjective. So I can't fully explain why I did or didn't like a thing. I felt like most of it was, you know poorly done without context i mean that's what trailers are there for for us to judge whether or not we want to watch the the damn thing so yeah um it's a
2: it's just a three minute piece of piece of hype that's supposed to get you to at least tune in
1: all right you want to talk about the batman hush trailer
2: yeah let's knock that out real quick
1: all right so batman hush uh they did a they, they dropped a trailer and i thought it did a pretty good job of highlighting you know uh some of the best iconic bits from the comic
2: See, those, I wish I remember that better, but it's been five years since I've read Hush. Mm. I actually have a marker for when I read that last, and it was in 2014.
1: Right. And I feel like I haven't, yeah, I haven't read that since it came out. So I will say they did a good job because uh, like, they they threw, what they threw in that trailer was exactly the stuff that I remembered from the comic. <laughs> <laughs> I went, yeah, that's Hush. So that got you excited? Um, I am, I was not thrilled with what i saw of the uh whoever's doing i think her name's jennifer morrison maybe doing catwoman's voice her she sounded stilted and weird and i didn't care for it it just i didn't believe anything she was saying but um other than that it looked fine it looked you know pretty good I, i'll watch it obviously
2: i think it's going to be like gotham bay light. i it it's going to be one of those things where, like, you you tune in, you you watch it, and it, and you won't really realize or care that you're watching something that's out of the animated universe. It's just mm-hmm. going to feel like, I think it's going to feel like a movie property. Mm-hmm. And I'm really hoping I can squeeze in the time to go reread Hush or at least skim the damn thing before I watch this again. Because right. the parts that they showed me, I was like, oh, yeah, I do remember that part. I mean, I remember the basic storyline, but I I don't remember the nuances as much as I wanted to before I saw even even the trailer. I'd really want to go back and dig into that property and then watch this thing. But they do a great job of being really. Uh, I mean, I don't want to say true to the properties, but it's more like they you can tell they were like respect the book that they're doing mm-hmm. a take on.
1: Yeah, I think it is in the same same universe as the the line that they've been doing the that just recently did death of death and reign of Superman. yeah all that but yeah anyway the digital uh comes out july 20th the uh, blu-ray comes out uh, august 13th you're gonna have a ton of special features and um that's that's where you're gonna get the uh, dc uh the dc showcase sergeant rock animated short from bruce tim and um you're going to so get Batman. Almost lovely.
2: Sergeant Rock will be sexualized in some way that you didn't expect.
1: Maybe. <laughs> 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 We're going to get Batman loving war. I apologize of war. to
2: anyone. <laughs> it's a bone I've got to pick with Bruce Tim right now. He just keep sexualizing everybody.
1: I didn't feel like he did that with uh, Justice League versus the Fatal Five. Yeah. 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 Which is a review that we haven't posted yet.
2: I oh, wasn't not up yet. Oh, yeah.
1: No, yeah. We Where haven't posted that, that yet. Yeah. So there's a featurette, Batman Love in the Time of War, about uh, Selena Kyle and the relationship uh, that she's forged with the world's greatest detective. That's Batman, if you didn't catch that. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've got audio commentary from James Tucker, the executive producer. We've got director Justin Copeland and screenwriter Ernie Altbacker uh, talking about their thoughts and insights. We've got uh, a sneak peek at the next DC Universe movie, Wonder Woman Bloodlines. We have uh DC Vault stuff. We have a couple episodes of the Batman Superman Hour, the Underworld, Underground Caper, and Partners in Peril from the nineteen sixties. So um that's a lot of stuff going on, man. That's a lot of stuff on that Blu-ray.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's that's probably gonna be worth nineteen dollars.
1: Well, the Blu ray combo pack would be twenty four ninety eight. Oh. If it's if you get it in four K Ultra, thirty
2: nine ninety nine. No. No, sir. I have nothing that can display 4K. Nor would I know the difference if I saw it.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure I would either. But I want it. Just, just want to have it. That's who I am. Yeah. That's
2: who I, I am. Understand? I understand. There's a reason. Like high fidelity is one of your favorite films. Is there? No, I think you just identify with him wanting stuff in like uh, the the title of the film. I think is what you identify with. Hmm. Weirdly, though, I get it in audio form. In visual form, I'm, I'm as long as I can see it and get it, I'm fine. And clear picture. I'm great. Audio form. Right. You know, I've got I've, I've got like a lossless audio copy of every Beatles album ever made.
1: Yeah,
2: like literally, someone took the 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 album out of the package for the first time as it was released in the fir- in the year it was first released. Put a brand new needle on it. Spun the thing. Put a minor like a modicum of pop, uh, like just a little bit of hiss and pop taken out of it. And then they put that in lossless form, and I have every one of those. I get it. I get it. I just think you get it more in video form than I do.
1: Hmm. Maybe. Probably. There are many reasons why High Fidelity is, you know, tied for my favorite film and my favorite book.
2: It is also just a damn good movie.
1: Mm-hmm. And a damn good book. I never read the book. One day. That was fantastic. Anyway, that's all we got. Um, I do want to welcome a new patron. We've got uh, a new patron, Tim Yoko. Uh, you probably know Tim as one of the hosts of the Suicide Squad cast. So thank you, Tim.
2: Damn good bloke, and thank you.
1: Damn good bloke. Um, yeah, so if you want to join Tim and Nerdy Tastic and so many others, you can pay $5 a month and get new content from us, which is uh, stuff like uh, Jason's pull list. You just posted a new one, right? Mm-hmm. What was that about?
2: Deceased. With one less e than normal, (laughs) it is kind of fun. DC is doing a little. uh, What is it? One of six, I think. Yeah, one of six. Um, It's deceased. Uh, Basically, what happens in the DC universe Mm -hmm. if there was a zombie virus, and the the way they activate the zombie virus is like it's Dark Side messing with the anti-life equation. Hmm. And then he kind of fucks up and 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 accidentally includes uh what is his name? Death Racer?
1: Oh. Uh, was it Death the uh, Death of Black Racer or something like that?
2: Black Racer or something like that. Yeah. Uh, you, know, you know, the the you know the guy. The guy on the ski in the ski equipment. <laughs> yeah. Chasing down speedsters? Uh huh. Black Racer. I think it was no, Black no, Racer.
1: No, no, no. He doesn't chase down speedsters. That's the um Or maybe it is. What am I thinking of? He's I thinking of the, something else. He's
2: one of the ones that chased down his, anyway, Black Racer, though, right? The, so, anyway, he um, Desaad and Dark Side are messing around with the anti-life equation. They accidentally involve Black Racer for a second, and that, in, like, puts a little death variable into the equation. And at the time, they have Cyborg hostage, and then he actually manages to boom tube himself home. And next thing you know, there's, like, a virus that's activatable through everything Cyborg can access, which is mm-hmm. fucking everything. And uh, the world turns to zombies. And it's the gotcha. Justice League reaction to a zombie world.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. Death of Black Racer is affiliated with the New Gods. Black Flash is the one who runs around chasing. It's Black them. Flash. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Those Yeah, those are different guys. Anyway. So uh, we've also got Chasing Squirrels. Little segments we cut out from our episodes that just don't fit in anywhere. Like little weird tangents we go on. We've got warm-ups. We've got all sorts of crap that we're going to start putting up. All the Marvel stuff. Oh yeah, we review the Marvel, the Marvel movies over there too. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Big ol' in-game review. Big old Captain Marvel
2: review. Giant time travel debate that we have yet to reconcile amongst ourselves.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we're gonna record some, uh, some reviews for some of these finales now. And uh, until next time, keep some DC on your screen. Our opening narration was from Dan Jurgens' The History of the DC Universe, Part 3 of 10, as featured in DC52, Week 4. It was performed by me, David C. Robertson. Intro music by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Future Elevators, could be found on Spotify or future-elevators.com. Our introduction was performed by Effie Ophelders of the fantastic podcast Stealing the Remote, which lives on SoundCloud. It can also be found on iTunes and Stitcher. We are proudly in partnership with TV Time. TV show calendar and social media site that lets you keep track of what you're watching, what your friends are watching, and where you all left off. DC On Screen is a Maladjusted production. Visit Maladjusted.tv for more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, an improvised web series, vlogs, parodies, and more. Are you
0: Maladjusted?